Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, a remnant shall return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church Fellowship at Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we are so pleased you could join us for this Bible study program. Today, we will be continuing a sermon by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo that is part of his series on heavenly authority. The current focus examines the diversities of workings by God in the different church fellowships and the Holy Spirit flexibility required to apply the scriptural dynamics concerning church administration to the different situations and conditions encountered. When we left off, Pastor Greg had paused from the study of the critical spiritual organizational elements to discuss the more nuts-and-bolts organizational aspects of church formation and the interaction with civil government. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo, and we'll go back a minute for context. As a church, there's an interaction with the civil government. So there needs to be wisdom how to establish the church according to the laws of the land um, to be as peaceable as possible without going against Scripture. In Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have the praise from the same. And he goes on to talk about that and talk about taxes and doing that which is right and proper. Now, that's not to say that the church is under the government, right? The church is not under the government. The church is only under God. Uh, but clearly the church interacts with society, and part of society is the government. But we can see there's a point, right, when the government can come in and persecute Christians and persecute the church as you stand up for the Lord. There are some countries right now, there's a movement to try to stop ministers from speaking the word of God saying that if you read certain passages of the Bible, it's hate speech. Well, you still have to do what the Lord tells you. Again, you have tension here, right? You have to balance it responsibly in the Scripture. You know, uh, in Acts chapter 4, the Sanhedrin have Peter and John in front of them. And remember, their Sanhedrin is not just a religious body. The Sanhedrin is also a governmental body in Israel, right? These are the elders of Israel. And in verse 18, it says in chapter 4, they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. He was respectful, but there was no way they were going to shut him up from speaking the word of God. So, obviously, the government is not over the church, right? Only God is over the church. And yet Peter would write later on in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, he says, Therefore submit yourselves 
to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Always do what you possibly can do to deal peaceably. And he's talking about Rome here, right, dealing with Rome. And we know later on how Rome's going to treat him, right, how he'll ultimately die. But servants of God, trying to do what is right by all, as much as possible without going against God's word, peaceable, respectfully. And so there is an aspect, when you talk about church government, that overlap where you have to formally form a church or have a church recognized to try to do things, do things as best, as peaceably as possible, and how you go about doing that in that the laws of that particular land at that particular time, again, requires wisdom, right? To be full of wisdom, full of the Holy Spirit. Because every time period, every government, every situation is going to be different. And you have this tension of not bowing to the government, not bowing to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, and yet being a responsible servant as much as possible the way Daniel and uh, the three Hebrew children were. Right? It's a very difficult road to, to walk. And when you talk about organizing a church government, it's another factor that has to be considered. And it needs specific wisdom and guidance, uh, even for this formal corporate formation of the church as recognized by a specific government. It requires wisdom and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28 where we started, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, we studied them, right? Second prophets, we studied the prophets. Third teachers, we studied the teachers, and we studied the evangelists from Ephesians chapter 4. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, we study those, helps, right? Financial help, encouraging help, Administrations, we just studied that, varieties of tongues, and we studied the office of tongues in depth when we studied the gift of tongues some months back. So we went over that also. So we've completed this section of the study of the offices in the New Testament church. Um, two scriptures to keep in mind as we close this section out. In Romans chapter 12, if you look at verse 4, Paul writes, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, and we've studied this in 1 Corinthians too, right? So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We're tied to one another. We belong to the same body. We each have a function. We each have gifts. We each have some type of service the Lord wants us in, right? Same as, as Paul shows in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And here's a key, the attitude of those in service as you perform your service, especially those in positions of authority. Um, he says in verse 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us. Each one has different gifts. The grace God gives us, we don't deserve them. 
Let us what? Let us use them. Verse 6, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. We're still supposed to prophesy, right? Amen? Amen. Amen. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, right? That word there is diakonia, like a deacon. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts, that's that word we've seen before, parakaleo, means to exhort, to encourage. Remember you talked about the encouraging, how Barnabas had the gifts of helps and encouragement. He who exhorts in exhortation. If you have NIV, it says, if it is encouraging, let him encourage. He who gives with liberality. That's the gift of helps, right? He who leads. He who leads. We've seen this word before, too. Prasisteme. To stand before and rank. To be set over. To preside. To maintain. To rule. As to be over your household, right? If you are to... Uh, lead, if you are to govern, have leadership. He who leads, he who governs with diligence. Diligence. He who shows mercy, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. If you have the gift of showing mercy, of helping in that way with cheerfulness. So what is he saying? Use them. Do what God has called you to do. Do not avoid it. Do it. Don't avoid it. And do it according to the, what does he say here? Proportion to our faith. The faith God has given us. It's hard to do certain things, but God has given everyone a measure of faith and we're supposed to pray, Lord, increase my faith. And we saw that the purpose of increased faith is increased service. So in proportion to our faith. You know, sometimes new Christians, they, they jump out and they do things way beyond the proportion of faith God has given them. But there's a, there's a responsibility there to know what the Lord has given you. But then once you know what the Lord has given you, do it. And do it with a good heart, right? Cheerfulness. And do it, what does he say, for those leading? Diligently. Diligently. The Greek word there, spude. Spude. And it, sound, it, it is just what it sounds like. Spude. Haste. Diligence. Eagerness. Earnestness. Do it diligently. That's how we have to go about the offices and the services God has given us. And the last scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the attitude of the recipients, those under authority. What does he say in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12? He says, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. That word admonish means to caution, to reprove gently, to warn, to instruct, right? We, we urge you, brethren, recognize those who labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love, in love for their work's sake, that the work goes forward the right way. Be at peace among yourselves. So very wise advice that Paul gives to those in authority, to those under authority. And when you tie all together what we've studied over all these weeks, the different gifts of the Spirit, 
the different services and offices, the different workings, you put it all together, what a powerful picture you receive of what the church should be and what admonition we receive of what we need to do uh, in the church, capital C as a whole, to make it right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word, and we pray, Father God, that you would renew in your body, Lord God, an understanding of the true structure, the Holy Spirit structure you give in your word, Father God. Lord God, we just pray that uh, the wrong walls would crumble and the right Holy Spirit walls would be built up stone upon stone to build a house, Lord, as each believer is connected to the other, to give glory and honor to the name of your Son, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. On our website at shiarjashub.org, you will find Pastor Greg's series on Christian marriage, available as a six-audio CD set or digital download, as our thank-you gift for your donation to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. And there is a link to Pastor's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Besides the hundreds of radio programs on shiarjashub.org, you will find a link to our Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. We live stream the Sunday message at 10.30 a.m. each week, and then the programs are left up on the channel for viewing at your convenience. You have access to free, in-depth Bible studies 24-7. And again, our website is shiarjashub.org.